Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with an amazing guest, and we are going to discuss a plant-based Thanksgiving. But before we roll into that, I would like to invite you to take a moment to get to know your own self a little bit better and go to uh, superpowerquiz.us. That's superpowerquiz.us. Take a 60 seconds out to answer a handful of questions and to find out what your personal superpower is. Again, that's superpowerquiz.us, and I look forward to hearing what your results were. And today, our guest is Lisa A. Smith. She is a serial entrepreneur, health and wellness subject matter expert, nutritionist, and professional speaker. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in business administration. She's also certified in plant-based nutrition and the executive director of the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group, the author of Plant-Based Foodie, and the creator of the signature Farm to Table, that's P-H-A-R-M, to Table plant-based course. Lisa is a highly sought-after speaker, presenter on plant-based nutrition, holistic health entrepreneurship, who epitomizes what it means to be a passionate community leader. Thank you for joining us today, Lisa, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am so stoked to be having this conversation with you today, and I'm, I'm going to share why I'm stoked. Uh, Holidays have been a challenge for me uh, because I I don't eat normal. In fact, when I you go into like a doctor's office or some of these places, they'll be like, "What kind of diet do you eat?" And they they've got all the the slots, right? They've got vegetarian and they've got vegan and they've got keto and and all of these different categories. And I don't fit in any of them because <laughs> I have seven out of the ten. Uh, top food allergies and so I they usually have a little line down there which says I'm a I'm a keto vegan meat eater (laughs) and then of course they asked me to explain what the heck this means (laughs) so I I've met the challenge of Thanksgiving and the traditional Thanksgiving meal many years now and it's always just enough to pull my hair out trying to make the the ones that are expecting this big fat turkey happy as well as you know all my gluten eaters and things that I can't uh, <laughs> I can't hang with so I I'm really thrilled to have you here with us to help explore these possibilities and to open some doors around like these really traditional festive meals and and how you negotiate that when you're you're not in the center of that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do it. And, and you know, fitting in is so outdated. So that's the good news there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> America has a way of trying to put you in a, in a checkbox, reducing you down to a checkbox. So don't feel too bad. I, I'm, I'm 100% plant-based, but I actually have a food allergy to lentils and chickpeas. And so that actually, you'll be surprised how many dishes are made with lentils and chickpeas when you can't eat them anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like keto recipes for me. It's like keto is a promising start because I need to be really super low glycemic index, but I'm allergic to coconut. So like half of that just goes out the window. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, yep. So I totally understand completely. <laughs> so I know here we tend to kind of follow the journey a little bit. What what kind of brought you around to what I want to say, vegan or plant-based eating as the way that your mission comes out into the world. Tell me about how you went from like normal, regular, everyday Lisa to superpower vegan plant-based Lisa. Yeah, thank you so much for asking. So it was all for professional reasons, believe it or not. Um, I was working as a personal trainer after I kind of retired from my career as a social worker and a teacher, teaching English as a second language. And I was working as a personal trainer because I had recently lost 65 pounds myself. This is pre-plant-based. And, you know, as a personal trainer, we sometimes focus on the movement. But if your clients aren't getting results, you have to ask them what they're eating. And so I decided to start studying nutrition at a higher level to understand better how to help the clients I serve. And so I came across, you know, plant-based diet. And what I noticed right away is that, you know, eating for weight loss versus eating for longevity can be two different things right? Mm -hmm. Certain diets that will definitely get the scale down, but don't necessarily assist in preventing heart disease or, you know, type two diabetes. And so that would really pique my interest. So as I started um, researching and understanding better how one could eat to not just lose the weight, but also to extend life and extend life expectancy, a whole food plant-based diet was the most optimal for, for both those goals. And so I started kind of testing it out on myself a little bit over time, just to kind of see what results I would get. Again, I was already at my healthy ideal weight, so weight loss wasn't a goal of mine. Mm -hmm. And so that took a lot of pressure off because I wasn't watching the scale every week. I was able to notice the other benefits of changing my diet. Yes, yes, I I hear you on that because I also went through a weight loss journey where I took like 50 pounds off my frame. Uh, but what I discovered as I was on that journey was I would hit these places where I couldn't, the scale wasn't moving anymore. And then I, it was through listening to my body and adjusting my diet that I was then able to get it to move again, not re further reducing the calories, but getting rid of the things that were standing in the way of the weight coming off. And that was part of the way that I discovered that I have all these food allergies. <laughs> because if I eat gluten, I will put on like overnight five or six pounds because it's not just the carbs that which naturally hold water, but also the reaction to the allergen just amplifies that. And so, yeah, I know if gluten has been slipped into my diet because A, I look puffy in the morning and B, if I get on the scale, it will be up from wherever it was and pretty dramatically. Yes, that's what, you know, that's one of the first things I recommend to my students is to get a food sensitivity test because you're absolutely right. A lot of times, and it's very frustrating, especially when you're trying to lose weight and like you said, you've either plateaued or a scale just isn't moving and we think we need to adjust our workouts or just eat less when really we might have some type of food sensitivity that might not be severe enough to give us, you know, put us down for it. Hives but, and anaphylactic shock, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but we may be chronically bloated. We may be having digestive issues, so we may not be eliminating properly. So we're holding on to all this excess waste. So there's so many um, ways to get to weight loss and not all of them are caloric restrictions so definitely I agree yeah absolutely I 
<laughs> That's one of the things I like to share with people when they're telling me they're struggling around weight loss. It's like, you know, step back and broaden your picture because it might be something that has nothing to do with what you're e with how you're eating or even the amount that you're eating. It might be something specific to the thing that you are eating <laughs> thing or things. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then we really have to look at lifestyle too, like stress, chronic stress, you know, elevated levels are, of cortisol are so anti weight loss, right? They're so anti everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, so health, anti emotional health. So looking at chronic stress is a big one looking at hydration. Um, there's a lot of things to consider when you're trying to reach a level of optimal health and a healthy weight. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I, I went through all these iterations and like my cholesterol was like wildly out of whack. And it turns out I'm one of these people who overproduces cholesterol. You can take all the cholesterol out of my diet and I will still have high cholesterol if I'm stressed out to the max or if I'm fighting some kind of an infection because mm. that's my body's go-to tool to deal with that. So it, it, I discovered it's super important for me to make sure I don't have any lingering infections and to keep the stress levels down so that my cholesterol goes where it belongs. <laughs> yes, yes. Good for you for being so aware. That's, it takes a lot sometimes, a lot of time to uncover those different things about, about yourself. Yeah, well, I decided like 10 years ago, it's like, I need to be the one that's driving my health train because it's clear that my conventional doctor has no clue. Mm -hmm. And so I, I shifted my thinking around that to these are medical advisors. They're, they're not the doctor anymore. They're medical advisors. And they're going to work with me on, you know, getting to the bottom of what's going on. So I've started seeking out more of like the holistic functional medicine naturopath kind of folks, because they're willing to look at that entire picture and not just jump to this conclusion that, oh, you need statins, which my body rejects categorically. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And we practice medicine in such an archaic way here in the U.S. in that, you know, all the specializations kind of causes people to believe that the body has all these independent systems and we know that everything works together. So you're absolutely right. Going more towards the functional medicine, um, more holistic, someone who literally, like you said, takes into consideration the whole person and not just one system of the body is super important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about your, your uh, spiritual journey. Yeah. How, how has that been like? So it's been a wild ride. Um, so <laughs> Do tell. That's what we like to hear here. <laughs> you know, one of the things that really happened when I kind of cleared my body of all of the mucus and the toxins and started becoming literally lighter is, you know, clarity, like mental and emotional clarity and just vibrating on a much higher frequency, you know, just really intuition through the roof and, and then having the discipline and the discernment to then listen to that intuition. So one of the things that I found to be, you know, correlated is the, the cleaner my diet became, um, the more attention that I paid to movement, um, the more that started opening up other realms of health, right? So I started moving into spirituality and all of those things. And I introduced different meditations practices. Um, I, I recently did sound therapy. I've done dance therapy. Just all of these different 
modalities of health to tap into that inner voice, to tap into that inner being, um, to get to know oneself better. And so I practice on a daily basis, different aspects. Um, uh, it, it could be at any of these in, within <laughs> any of these modalities, uh, but really the point is to go inward and to really listen, right? Yeah. Um, to be available for, you know, the messages that, that God in the universe has to give you. And um, being that enlightened and self-aware, tapped into your emotional intelligence, you know, really thinking about your thinking, um, understanding the power of being present is a daily practice, especially when, you know, we live in a world where mm-hmm. everything is 24-7, 365. We're constantly, constantly inundated. We're constantly yeah. being marked. So and too. and you have to actively freaking unplug because <laughs> the default right now is plugged into all of that 100% of the time. Yes. That's so question for you, was there a particular moment that brought your spirituality to like the center of your life? A lot of times we're raised that it's a thing we do on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. I would probably say in my early 30s, um, coming to the realization that I did have like some residual issues about my father walking out of my life up until that point, it hadn't really been a big deal, hadn't really bothered me. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to a talk one day by a motivational speaker. He said something that got me to thinking about it. And I remember just crying right there on the spot. And, you know, I hired a therapist to start working and talking through those things and just really starting to um, try and identify where my emotions were coming from. Some of my behaviors, were they triggering? Right. Um, Did I I have abandonment issues? So I think that's what really got me into wanting to kind of know thyself better um, and Mm -hmm. get plugged. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's amazing to me. It continuously amazes me, even though I know this is like a a human predisposition, that it takes like this pain to get us to go, oh, maybe I should pay attention to this. Maybe this is important. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. So what what are some of your favorite um, morning routines? Many, many of us spiritually dialed in people have like a morning practice that sets the tone. Yeah. So first thing, um, I start with hydrating the body, 25 ounces of water within 30 minutes of waking. Then I movement. Usually I do a strength training routine followed by cardiovascular. Then I usually go into uh, meditation. Uh, guided, I love guided meditations, depending on what I'm in the season of manifesting in my life. So I choose a guided meditation that aligns with that. Um, Then I get to work, right? Because I like to front load my day with work for my companies. And I try and be done working um, by sundown. As the body is preparing to go into a state of rest, we should be kind of following like the circadian rhythm and following the sun. So um, I try and be done with work and anything uh, that heavy. But before sundown, um, last meal by 7 p.m. And that's kind of how, where I begin to wind down. I love that. And it sounds like a, what I want to say, very holistic, supportive routine, because it's, it's taking care of the physicality of the body, building the strength of the body, building the strength of the mind and the connection to the highest self. And I think that's, 
you, you can't ask for more than that, right? right. <laughs> I like to say, is that simple and is that hard? <laughs> yeah, I, well, exactly, right? Because simple does not always mean easy. That's and right. for myself, I know that discipline can be a real challenge. I'm one of these people that kind of fights against structure because I like to just go where I need to go. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? I, you made it. You make an excellent point, because even though sometimes we confuse routine with like this hard, no break, no, you know, and, and that's not always the case. Yeah. Sometimes. This discipline thing. Yeah, exactly. Discipline doesn't mean you don't get a day off. And so um, I want to be very clear that I, I've become way more fluid over the last couple of years. I used to be hardcore discipline. Like it doesn't matter how you feel. Just do what you're supposed to do. Um, but now <laughs> I've relaxed that a little bit. And some days I li- I say, you know what? I don't want to do any of this, right? And and mm-hmm. I give myself that rest and that ability to do that. That permission, exactly, yeah. to shut that off. Well, we are coming up on our first break already. Can you believe it? Uh, if you are out there in listener land, I would invite you to take your pen, to take your paper, and spend a little time around you and what it takes to take excellent care of you it do you need to be getting in a little bit more sleep would it be helpful to maybe get a food sensitivity test run just kind of put down some ideas on what it might take to take better care of the beautiful gift in the world that is you and hang with us we'll be right back from the break Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. 
call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here still with Lisa Smith, and we're going to continue discussing a plant-based diet. So we talked a little bit about your morning routine. I know a lot of people who've tried to become more plant-based or vegan, um, and maybe that's the place to start before we even discuss the difficulty of shifting into that sometimes. Uh, what is the difference between vegan and plant-based? Yes, thank you so much for asking. So vegan is simply the absence of animal products is how we define it at farm to table, right? So if there's no animal products present, and let's just talk about a meal here, then it's a vegan meal, right? Mm. But plant-based, the idea is that the the foundation of your meal is truly plants because you can have a vegan meal that's still made up of loads of processed food, salt, oil, and sugar, all type of unhealthy things. So vegan doesn't equal healthy. And I want to make that very clear. Vegan, just because someone identified that as vegan, we shouldn't put them on a pedestal, shouldn't put me on a pedestal. It doesn't mean one is healthy. It just means that one doesn't consume animal products, but there are other things that you could be consuming that can be really unhealthy. Right. So I am a plant based vegan, meaning not only do I not consume animal products, but I also don't consume all of the processed junk food. I don't consume any refined sugar, any of the uh, excess processed oils. And that makes a huge that can make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. So, I I mean, we're talking about like kind bars and things like this. Yeah, I mean, French are be- vegan, soda pop is vegan, many candies are vegan, Oreos are vegan. So there's so many ways you can eat vegan and still not be healthy. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. I love those examples. <laughs> <laughs> so now to kind of, now that we know what we're aiming for here, um, if somebody is transitioning into one of these diets, how, how do we assure success? Because I know I've run up against some obstacles in my own dietary journey and they tend to arrive around shared meals and the sharing of food and celebrations mm-hmm. yeah so the question is how does one kind of begin yeah how do you begin and then once you've begun how do you cope with these situations where oh. yeah okay so the first thing i always recommend um is definitely that food sensitivity test right let's see what absolutely shouldn't be present Uh, that you thought might have been okay. So let's get clear on that. Um, Next, some of the most inflammatory things that people consume with regard to animal products is dairy. And because heart disease, you know, pre-COVID was the number one cause of death in the U.S., you know, understanding what clogs the arteries, which is saturated fat. Dairy has the highest concentration of saturated fat in the standard American diet. So what I typically could recommend for individuals who are interested in making the transition is to start with eliminating dairy because that will lift a lot of the inflammation out of the body that will eliminate a lot of that excess mucus. Mucus is the number one carrier of disease in the body. Um, so I always recommend starting with dairy um, and then and then eliminating, the, I, will, I would eliminate dairy and processed meat first and foremost. Mm-hmm. All processed meat is a carcinogen. So we're all, all the sausages and bacon and that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly. Right. Or even um, frozen meals with, you know, chunks of chicken or chunks of beef in it. Right. Yeah. A frozen 
frozen lasagna, those quick meals, that processed meat is so carcinogenic, is so mutagenic, it's so unhealthy. Um, so eliminating those are going to just make a huge difference in the first place. The next is really addressing food um, dependencies and addictions. Many people have addictions to salt, oil, and sugar. Yeah, so, well, and I found dairy to be particularly addictive. Oh, for sure. It's, it's amazing how much I jonesed for dairy when I went off dairy initially. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> It's not all your fault. It's really biological. You know, Um, when we eat cheese in our digestive system, it creates a chemical called casomorphin, which is an opiate-like chemical. And so it is definitely highly addictive. Yeah. And I learned how to make um, nut-based cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And that helped me. Until that, it was like I was suffering. But at least if I can, you know, make some cashew mozzarella, I'm I'm good to go. (laughs) Yes. Much better option. And they're getting much cleaner now, you know, because you still have to be careful depending on what your health goals are, because there's many, you know, plant based uh, cheeses out here that are made with a bunch of coconut oil. And that's super high in saturated. Well, and that's why I learned to make my own, because I can't I can't do that. Or a lot of them will be flavored with the milk proteins that I'm allergic to. And so I, I started this. I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, something like that. And there wasn't nearly the selection on the market that there is now. There are some good selections now. I like Miyoko of Miyoko's Kitchen. She's the one that wrote the book that taught me how to make cashew mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't buy her stuff because she does put coconut in the, the stuff that she sells pre-prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm still using the book. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, it can be it can be challenging. Um, But yeah, just making the transition. Don't think you necessarily have to do it overnight, Um, taking your time, but being progressive. Also, don't stall out. Sometimes you have people who like, oh, I gave up dairy five years ago. I gave up meat, but I've been eating fish for 20 years. Like if your mission is to be plant based and to see how your body and your mind performs free of all animal products, eventually make that leap. You know, no, you may or may not do it for a lifetime. It may become something that's flexible for you. That's totally your choice. Um, But, you know, I do teach a whole food plant based, no animal product and no salt, oil and sugar diet. Yeah. Yeah. For the people that I work with at at Farm to Table and the Black Health Academy uh, who are battling things like type two diabetes, obesity, hypertension, high cholesterol. Yeah. It's It's all food and lifestyle. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So I, one of the things that I like to tell people when they're looking at like a, a major radical change like this, um, it's, it's easy to get intimidated and to think in terms of like never and always. And, and that tends to kind of crush your momentum. So one of the things that I share with people who are trying something new and different, because that's, that's all what my practice is about, is we're changing and we're shifting and we're doing different things, is take it in the form of an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, just try this for a, a fixed period. Keep track of where you were before you started how it went and then keep track of how you're feeling at the end of it and then decide yeah is it worth it absolutely do we do we keep this one or do we do something different yeah 
then that's actually how most people start. A lot of our students in Farm to Table, you know, they come in like, oh, I did a 21 day challenge and now I kind of want to go further with this. You know, I did a 30 day challenge. I did a 14 day challenge and I, and I would love to see what more I can accomplish doing it a little longer. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's talk a bit, a little bit about social eating. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think this is a place where it gets difficult for many people. I know it's one of the hardest places for me. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we recommend to our students is um, this idea of demanding inclusion. You know, depending on what the situation is, a lot of times, a lot of us, especially if we know we're the minority in a, in a situation, we just we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to cause a fuss. And so we sit back and take whatever's happening. Right. Um, but my family knows at Thanksgiving, you know, I expect to be included, right? And so demanding inclusion is not about being aggressive or rude, but it's really about letting the host know, you know, here's what I can do, here's what I can't do. I'll bring a couple dishes too. And, you know, but, you know, I, if you're going to make this, can you eliminate this? Or can you use a non-dairy milk in this recipe that you usually use cow's milk in, right? So, I mean, I've had literally students I had a student last semester who was getting married and she did not tell the chef, the the, the catering company, that she was now plant-based. Oh, no. Well, during the consultation, she didn't. And so her and I had our one-on-one session in front of the table. And I said, you better go back and demand inclusion. Let the chef know that you are play, you want a plant-based meal at your own wedding. You're not a guest. You're the yeah, ex- you're paying the tab, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I didn't want to be a bother. I'm like, what do you mean? You're paying him. <laughs> that so offsets any bother. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Sophia Renee, you know. And so that's what I find to be the biggest challenge for a lot of our students. They just don't speak up. Now, there's definitely situations where that's not an option, you know. like Yeah. This big events, things like that. Sometimes they'll say, yeah. Look, oh, do you have a dietary preference? But sometimes not in those cases. It is going to be a BYL situation. Yeah. Bring your own food, you know? Yeah. Well, and I've, I've, been to a number of conferences and stuff and it's surprising the number of them that if you raise your hand and you say look I have a really particular dietary need they're happy to try and fill that for you as long as they understand the parameters of what they're trying to do yep that's even exactly. even if they didn't say they were willing to they a lot of times they will that's exactly right so demanding inclusion would definitely be my first tip and then you know inviting them to the table you also bring a dish or two you know, if you're going out with friends, make sure you're included in the decision of the restaurant, you know, just really demanding inclusion. And at the end of the day, you're more than likely still going to be the minority, but you can at least the majority of the situations be included and don't have to deal with a boring, bland salad. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, sometimes boring, bland salad is okay, too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, after so many events, that gets old. You're like, it it okay. does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're in my space, it's like a really simply prepared vegetable and really simply prepared meat, and I'm good to go. <laughs> you try to do anything fancy to it, and I'm going to be in trouble. So <laughs> that that's the one that I have challenges with when I go out to restaurants, because I'll read the menu, and it's like, okay, well, this looks like something I can do if they, they don't put this in there and if they prepare it with olive oil I'm, I'm probably good to go and so I'll talk to the the server about it and they're like 
okay, yeah, we, we can do that. I'm like, are there any garnishes that they put on this that I need to know about? Because some of them list what they garnish with and some of them don't. And more often than not, they will shred cheese over the top of whatever the heck it is. It's not mentioned anywhere on the menu and I end up having to send it back. <laughs> yeah, I find the same thing with powdered sugar. I'm like, that. it didn't say the sugar was on here. I don't eat sugar. I need you to be happy. Yeah, no, okay. don't, don't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I lean I've gotten to the point I just lean into it when the waitress shows up as I'm like, I'm gonna be the most difficult order at the table. I own that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. So what kind of things do you like to prepare around a a plant based Thanksgiving? What are some of the key dishes for you? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to admit my mom still does the cooking. Okay. So I'm not even going to take credit here, but my mom, you know, she has taken my program and she is plant-based. And so it's much easier now. Oh God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. When you start converting the people around you, right? (laughs) Right. You, You think you're saving the world, but really you're saving yourself, right? For holidays. But, um, so my mom makes, all of the sides, right? So our dressing, our mac and cheese, greens, vegetable, cornbread. I have all the normal sides and they're just made without, they're made with veggie broth instead of chicken broth. They're made with, you know, a dairy-free butter or dairy-free milk instead of cow-based milk and butter. So it's very, of course, I typically don't have a meat unless I want to splurge and do like a, a tofu base or a lentil loaf or something like that. But what well, can't do lentils now, but Uh, Usually it's just all the sides and I'm pretty happy with that. You know, this is not a typical meal. That's a lot of starch typically in one meal. Mm -hmm. So, but it's it's a holiday meal, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a splurge meal. (laughs) Exactly. And um, and I don't do, again, I don't do sugar. So I don't do desserts. My mom will make me a sweet potato pie made with um, maple syrup because I'll do Mm. natural sweeteners, but I don't do any concentrated, refined cane sugar, brown sugar, any of that. Right. um, that's it. And, and I'm pretty good with just my plant-based sides and it's usually okay. quite the, yeah. So, so tell me about plant-based mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let, let's, let's cue people into the secret on this one. <laughs> so, um, just like you, I love a nut-based cheese. So I'll make a, a cheese made out of cashews and really super simple, right. And get a pasta made out of some legumes so that it has a higher nutritional value and we usually do a nut-based cheese and macaroni pasta. It's that simple. Bake it in the oven, maybe sprinkle some breadcrumbs on top, and um, you got your plant-based cheese. Love it. That sounds yummy. <laughs> we are already coming up on our break. So if you are out there in listener land, you've got your pen and your paper. Think about the places that have maybe been challenging for you if you've been trying to change your diet or your eating habits think about the places where you've been challenged and spend some time with what are some alternatives what are some things that i could do or ways that i could approach it differently so that i can surf these situations a little bit more effectively and uh, hang with us we'll be right back from the break
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with the redoubtable Lisa Smith. Uh, So, Lisa, before we went to break, we'd been talking about Thanksgiving and some of the amazing sides and modifications you can make to your side dishes. Um, What I'd like to kind of explore, right, because Thanksgiving is like this, this gratitude festival, and I find that gratitude is a huge part of my practice. Um, and my my dance with spirit. So how does diet kind of link into your higher purpose and what you call obedience? I, I call it following spirit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> so so how, how does diet play into this? How, what's your experience with that? Well, it's a, first, like, for example, since giving up refined sugar, it's really helped me to think clearly. So one of the things that concentrated sweeteners does to your brain is it disrupts the ability to recall and concentrate and restoring that ability at a high level has been a game changer. So just really, as I talked about earlier, being able to be still, being able to be present, 
being more in control of my thinking as opposed to my thinking controlling me. Right. Well, and I can I can say amen and witness to that one also because we my father came to live with me over this past year. And when I initially got the call saying he can't live on his own, his dementia's gotten so bad. You know, when we discovered his physical condition, he had blood sugar that was like in the 400s. I mean, his diabetes was completely out of control. And once we got him in a structured environment and he's eating the right things again, the dementia is not nearly as bad as they thought it was. Mm. Mm. It's, it's truly a game changer. Yeah. And I'm so glad you told that story because a lot of times, especially with something like dementia, depending on what type of dementia he's, he has, we know many of it is not reversible. And so a lot of times people think it's too late at that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's what the doctor was telling me. He's like, you know, with where he's at right now in, in his progression, you know, you can expect to be burying him in a couple of months. And once we pulled all the refined crap out of his diet and brought the glycemic index of what he was eating down, there he is. My dad, he's back. Look at that. So, yeah, when the doctor says irreversible, I I just don't listen to that anymore. (laughs) Let's do the sensible things and then we'll see what it really is. Yeah, good for you. I'm so happy that you were there to be his health advocate because so many people take that as the final say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even when I was talking, because initially we had him in assisted living because he didn't want to come to Arizona at first. Uh, I was talking with the assisted living people and they're like, well, we can't force a diet on him. I'm like, what are you serving him now? Well, well, we're serving everybody else. I'm like, yeah, and it's it's complex carbs, it's simple carbs, followed with simple sugars and a little bit of protein. I'm like, you don't feed that to a diabetic. You said I can request custom meals. Here's my custom meal request. You know, and they're like, but he should have a choice. I'm like, okay, so you give him a choice of, do you want your hot dog with or without the bun or do you want fries? You can't have both bun and fries. You can have one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, come on, let's, let's make it sensible choices as opposed to, you know, do you want juice, juice, more juice, or juice again? No. Mm-hmm. Water's good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a real adventure going through that with him. Mm. Mm. So let's talk about this thing that you call obedience. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing like waking up every day and feeling like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And really, a lot of us spend so many hours and days and weeks and years out of our lives um, in, in misery or in a state of suffering because we're so unhappy in what we spend the majority of our life doing or in relationships that we're, you know, don't feel courageous enough to leave, whether it be professional relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And so that obedience is is that calling that tells you it's time to pivot, it's time to shift um, and following through. And and in doing that, it can be super scary sometimes but your joy, your freedom, your peace is on the other side of that. And so whether it's yep. in my- your, your, your dreams are, are behind the door marked fear. I just have to tell you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So no matter what area it is in my life, you know, if I don't feel connected to that anymore, to whether it's a person, a work, whatever it is, movement, a coach in my life, then, you know, I start creating the exit strategy and getting out of that. And that obedience has never failed me. But you do have to put your body and your mind in a state where you're able to receive that and act accordingly. Right. And so that all starts with taking care of the vessel, you know, taking care of the mind, pouring into yourself so that when those tough situations come, when those tough decisions need to be made, you're prepared. And so obedience is really about staying at a place where you can serve at a high level, but you're also being served and you are, you've reached a level of autonomy of, you know, self-governing where you can leave the world a better place in which which you found it. And you can be around as long as possible because you're operating from a place of joy and peace. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I know personally, um, I have trouble with the word obedience just because of like my upbringing. (laughs) And in fact, I even had them remove obey from my wedding vows because that shit ain't happening. (laughs) So I put a different word around it, which is surrender. (laughs) And I find that the path of surrender and listening to the breadcrumbs that my soul puts out there, which it sounds like your emotions are a lot of the breadcrumbs that that give you the hints that, you know what, where I'm at is not where it's optimal for me to be. That's right. You're exactly right. I follow those breadcrumbs as, as well, those, those plant-based, gluten-free breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I know you brought a gift with you for the listeners today. What's the gift? Yeah, really simple. A free download of my recipe book, The Plant-Based Foodie. 50 comfort food recipes, 100% plant-based, absolutely no processed vegan food involved, no refined sugar involved. Learn how to make some of your favorites like tacos and sloppy joe and burgers and chili, 100% plant-based. Oh, beautiful. Just in time for Thanksgiving, we can put comfort food around (laughs) around the table that works for us while somebody else chows down on the bird, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I love that. Love that a lot. So how else is your work coming out into? Oh, wait, wait, before we go, (laughs) as you know, if you've listened to the show before, you can go to SovereignSelf.media and uh, turn in your email address to get a copy of that um, download so that you have all those wonderful recipes to to fill your Thanksgiving table with SovereignSelf.media. Now that I've told them where they can go find that. Tell me a little bit about how else your work is coming out into the world. Yeah, so I run a company called the Black Health Academy, and we have two signature programs that are alive and well, uh, the Farm to Table 10-week plant-based coaching program and the other 23, which is a 10-month group's plant-based and nutrition certification program. Hmm. So, what 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 are the other 23? What are we discussing when we discuss 23? Very simple. Anyone can work out for an hour a day, but it's what you do with the other 23 that has the biggest impact on your health. Oh. So we're really addressing everything that happens in that other 23 hours a day. A lot of times after our workout, what I found in the people we serve, you know, once we've worked out, we say, okay, I've taken care of my health for the day. Now I can go on with everything. I, I'm golden now, hot fudge Sunday time. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. I've committed. I've done my workout. I'm done. 
but you know your health outcomes are really determined by the entire day because in those other 23 hours you're eating you're working you're playing you're spending time with certain people and all of that impacts your health at a high level so we really address you know what goes on in that other 23 hours I love that. That is wonderful. If you would like to learn more about Lisa's programs, get engaged with them, have conversations with her, all of that information is out on that same page, SovereignSelf.media. Go ahead and click the links, however it uh, turns your crank to get connected and reach out to her for support. So we've got like four minutes left in the show, Lisa. What is like the final bit of wisdom that you would like to leave with our listeners here today? Because uh, we've dumped a whole bunch of stuff on them. We talked about all kinds of health stuff and screenings and meals and social interactions. And <laughs> what's, the, what's the important bit? I would say, whether we're, you're talking about your diet, dietary preferences, whether you're talking about your professional preferences, your relational preferences, demand inclusion in your life, you know, get back into the driver's seat. Don't sit on the sidelines and let life happen to you or let someone else choose how you're going to spend 40 hours of your week or even one hour out of your day. You know, demand inclusion, decide what works best for you and the way in which you want to show up and the way in which you want to serve. Create exit strategies, create inter strategies um, and follow that path until you feel like you've really arrived at being fully and authentic yourself. I love that. That's amazing advice. And I guess what, I, the, what I'd like to put on top of that, uh, because I've seen enough people who've gone and I'm, I'm going to get my inclusion and then they come home and it's like, I have lost my job. <laughs> when, when you arrive at that moment, because we all have those moments in our lives, it might not be the first thing you go out and try and do. But when you arrive at that moment, I would invite you to remember that a lot of times we pray for things to come into our lives. I, I want this, I want that, I want the other. But it's really hard to receive stuff when your hands are full. And so when life knocks something out of your hands, say, thank you very much, I'm ready for that thing that I was asking for. Yes. I, I am ready for what I was praying for. Please bring it on. Yes, absolutely. Be in a place of receiving. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. <laughs> Likewise, Sophia Renee, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And it was great to be here with you guys today, Sovereign Self Community. All right. And to everyone out there listening to us, I do this show for you. I would love to hear from you, whether it's something you want to hear or see or someone you think I should be talking to, a topic I should be taking on, or just... What your impressions and your experience of the show are, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can drop a quick email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. I read every email that comes in and respond. So I look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 